Welcome to episode 023 with Lorraine Murphy. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Through my personal brand of storytelling, musings, wisdom bombs and insights, we journey into motherhood, the catalyst if you so choose to become more conscious, aware and woke. I'm just one mama following the path to woke and I hope you choose to wake up with me too. Welcome to the latest episode of One Woke Mama. I am lucky enough to chat to Lorraine Murphy today, who some of you might remember from the first iteration of my podcast, The Wellness Project. This is where we explored all things business and baby. If you aren't sure of who Lorraine is, let me share just a little bit about her. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, best-selling author of three books now, speaker and mentor. She's also a dear friend of mine who I worked with back in my PR days and was lucky enough to coach her in her early startup business days too. Her new book, Baby You're Remarkable, has inspired today's conversation designed to support you to calm the chaos, to get and stay organized, and to learn how to blend running a business alongside being a working mama and running a family too. This is the book that Lorraine had wished for when first toying with the idea of starting a family alongside running her own multi-million dollar business. It's about how to thrive with both babies, your business baby and your real baby. Her book is candid and it's full of real truths and insights and inspiration. It's not a guidebook, but it's full of insights, life hacks and ideas designed to be cherry-picked by you for your unique situation and family. We dive into some big juicy stuff together on challenges and struggles she faced, on the stress and pressure, but also on what she's learned and how she's learned to combine motherhood with her business life. So this is definitely one for you if you're a working mama, considering returning to work, starting or running your own business, or not even yet a mama and looking to figure it out. How are you going to do it? So I highly recommend you stay tuned and devour every single one of these words. Hi, Lorraine. Thank you so much for joining me on One Woke Mama. I'm so excited to have this chat with you and to talk about all things baby and business and working life. And of course, your new book, Baby, You're Remarkable. Thank you for having me. I think this is my first time on your new podcast. I featured on your old podcast. So yeah, it's exciting to, to be back on talking to you. So thank you, you for having did. me. You did. So we're going to get straight into it because... I know that in the book, and I've, I've seen you talk about this many times before, you share about that period of time before Lexi even was a seed in your belly. So the preparation, the, the time of even planning and preparing and thinking about having a baby. And I know at that time you were running a incredibly remarkable business too. So can you share with us that journey, the moment that you went, okay, let's do this. And then how that relates to preparing mentally, emotionally, and physically for 
becoming a working mum essentially? Uh, that's a huge question, but I will do my best to answer it. <laughs> um, so I think for us, I mean, when, when we decided that we were going to start trying and we had that whole conversation, we, I mean, I just assumed it was going to be like any business project that I would decide, yes, I'm going to start getting pregnant and I'm going to get pregnant immediately and, you know, click my fingers and, and this is on. And so I think for me, the fact that it did take us 18 months to conceive Lexi was, I mean, that was the last thing I expected. I fully just thought, well, I'm an efficient person. I'll get pregnant and, you know, we're, all, we're this is all going to happen very easily. So I think the big lesson that I had in the 18 months that it took us to actually conceive was surrender. And I think you actually said it to me, not necessarily about our journey, but I know following you over the years, you, you had talked a lot about the need for surrender as a parent. And I was like, mm. yeah, of course I can surrender. And then, you know, the next month then we didn't get pregnant again. And then my whole contingency plan swung in again. Okay, well, I won't get pregnant this month, which means I won't be showing by this date and then going on maternity leave by this date. You know, there was a whole, yeah, I just really tried to force it, I think, for a long time mm. and stressed myself out no end. And I actually talk about this in, in the new book. At the time, I had Sarah, who's one of my best friends and thankfully still is um, working in the business with me. And she was my 2IC and she also wanted to go. She, she already had a little girl and she wanted to have another another baby. So we made this deal that we would tag team. So she would join the business. I would get pregnant. She'd cover my back when I went and did the baby thing. And then she'd step out and have her baby. So we had it all planned out perfectly. So when it was, you know, we were a year into trying before we decided to look into it further. And then I still wasn't getting pregnant. And I knew you know, she didn't put any pressure on me at all. But I knew she was kind of waiting for me to get pregnant so that she could make her plan so it was just all very very stressful that sounds really and, stressful <laughs> and you know all completely uh, what do you say self-induced you know it was all mm -hmm. I took it all on myself to get that stress no one else was anywhere near as stressed as I was about it so I think surrender was the big lesson for sure so tell me about that stress why did you feel so much pressure it's a really good question I think because I'm so organized and in my head, I had this whole plan that was going to kick into action as soon as I found out I was pregnant. And it was just really frustrating me that I I wasn't getting pregnant, so I couldn't kick that plan into place. And I guess I felt like I was, you know, Rachel McDonald talks about the, the space in between. Mm. You know, I was, I was in that space for a long time. And it was, I'm not very good at being in the gray. If I make a decision, I take action and then I move on very quickly. So I found it very difficult having made a decision that I wanted to make something happen and then it just wasn't happening for whatever reason. I found that, yeah, that I think it was that sense of, but I know where I want to be and why can't I be there yet? Mm. I think it was that frustration. So then surrender must have been incredibly challenging for somebody like you that doesn't like to be in the grey then. That's a really difficult place to be in. Yes, 100%. And, you know, and we can talk, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on birth at some stage as well, but Lexi was so post-date then as well. I mean, I know you have personal experience of this as well, my God. And so, you know, then I had to learn the surrender all over again. And it's, yeah, it's kind of the lesson that just kept presenting itself until I learned to literally surrender and, and go with the flow with it all. And have you learned it yet? <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I do think I'm getting there. Good. You know, now I'm a mother of a, a very um, opinionated toddler uh, who, you know, wants certain socks and everything needs to be done a certain way. And the current thing, if, if you peel a mandarin and, and if all the segments fall apart, she can't eat it. So it's like I'm peeling a mandarin, like with my breath held, and it doesn't fall apart. You know? So it's, yeah, I, I think I am learning. Um, I, I think she's definitely taught me to be more present and, and to surrender more. 
Oh. But yeah, I think it's a lesson we all need to keep learning, isn't it? Oh, there's layers to it for sure. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear just because I have that child. I still have that child at four and a half. She's Soleil. Yes, she's much yeah. more flexible now. But I do remember that stage of I just can't get anything right for you because you've just decided that this is how you're going to express your autonomy and your independence. Yeah. And I. I'm failing at every step and it's infuriating. It's like breathe, yeah. <laughs> surrender. It doesn't matter. Just eat the mandarin. Yeah, it tastes the very same, Lexi, the very same. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is our school right now. I actually did see you write something on one of your Instagram posts. I still laugh when I remember it. Something like, you guys, why didn't you tell me that two-year-olds were like this? <laughs> They're batshit crazy. Yeah. Yep. And we were like, and I think uh, the picture was Lexi just lying in the middle of the path, refusing to move. Yeah. We can't yep, tell you. We can't tell you because then you would send them back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Michelle, my business manager, said. She's like, we can't tell you. You'd send her back. You wouldn't keep her. Totally. If we told so you true. that you would be losing 20 minutes of your morning over a, a mandarin not being peeled correctly. Yeah. <laughs> oh this is my life yes I get it I get it but your life you have managed to and I guess this comes down to your organization and your drive and your passion and your focus and all the things that I love about you but you have managed to create and blended well business passion parenthood Mm, thank you you're welcome and it's something that I look at in awe all the time because I, I'm very much, uh, I'm much more comfortable in the gray than you are. So the space that I'm in is very different space to you. And I look at you and just think, wow, it's just so inspiring. So help. Thank you. You're welcome. Help me understand and help the mama's understanding. How did you get to that point? Because it's not easy. And that's, I guess, a huge component of what your book is about. Yes. Blending being a working parent, whether that's your own business as an entrepreneur or whether that's working for somebody else or whatever, it's not mm-hmm. easy to blend that with being a present, conscious, dedicated parent. But you're mm. doing it. So give us some insight into that because I know there's so many different elements to it, but just what's the first thing that comes up for you when you say, this is my life and this is how I've done it? Uh... You ask such big questions. I do. Sorry, I'm not exactly. No, no, I love this. This is good because you're forcing me to think. This is really, really good. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I think for me, and I think, you know, what works for me won't necessarily work for you and won't work for 17 people listening. You know, it's it's, it's everyone. I think it's very much about everyone finding their own formula. Um, So what I will say is I... When I had Lexi, so when she was born, I had my first business, which was an agency model. I was running the show and I had a team. I had a business partner as well who was incredible. Um, So we had a team who went and implemented everything. So when I look back, my life there was actually quite comfortable. I was working three days a week. I had a business partner who I trusted implicitly. We had a brilliant team who went out and made, made everything happen. And then when Lexi was six months old, six months old, yes, I decided to sell that business because I felt like uh, I don't, I didn't feel like my heart and soul was in it anymore. I, I worked in influencer marketing for and built a very successful business in that, thankfully, for five and a half years. And I decided that I wanted to pursue my soul on firework, which is 
the writing, the speaking, the mentoring, mm. the, the running workshops, events, like that's the stuff that gets me so excited. And and I realized that every t- hour, because I, w- I went back into the business three days a week when Lexi was three and a half months old. Um, and I found that when I was away from her that time, I didn't feel like there was enough ROI on that time. So return on investment. So I felt that if I was going to be spending time away from my small baby, it needed to be doing the stuff that absolutely lit me up mm-hmm. you know, on, on every level. And that's why I decided to sell the business six months in, in, six months into her life. And to be very frank with you, I don't think I, I think I underestimated the massive leap that that was going to be in terms of back in my previous business, I had a team around me. There was a lot of company and it was very much a part of my my identity as well, being the, the head of that business. So I think it's been a journey for me over the last couple of years, now that she's two years and two months old. It's it's finding my feet in a very new business. And, and I would say I'm working harder than... Mm, I'm, I'm thinking about my business more than I've ever thought yes. about it before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas my working hours are dramatically reduced. Uh, so Lexi's in daycare three days a week and she's with the nanny one day a week. So I I have Thursdays with her and obviously the weekend. Uh, so that's, it's it's a different formula now. And I think I'm still still trying to figure out what works and not necessarily even from the perspective of blending her, but also like, how can I set this up so I'm happiest in my business, if that makes sense? Because, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll, you'll identify, you know, it's really lonely when you're, when you're used to coming from, I mean, you and I worked together very, very many, many moons ago, <laughs> but you know, you come from a, a, a team environment and then you're, you're on your own. So I think my, my classroom right now is about how can I set my business up that I'm the happiest and most fulfilled in it, which means then I, I can be a better mother. Does that make sense? I don't know if that even answered your question. No, it did. I heard, one, that you have to do something that lights you up if you're going yes, to be blending sure. business and baby. If possible. And, you know, that's not available to everyone. Some people are in a role, and for whatever reason, that's that's the role they need to be in for a couple of years. But I think if at all possible, yes, for sure. Or at sure. least reaching, reaching towards that as a goal yes. or finding other avenues in your life that nourish your soul and light you up so that exactly you that. are actually feeling connected to your relationship with your child from a parenting perspective and not from a, a resentful, woe is me, there's nothing for me kind of space. So if your work or something yes. else in your life is lighting you up, and that's really key. That's that's yeah. what I heard. I think that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, I remember you when we were working together and we were working in public relations together and you were doing your yoga teacher training. And then I remember you said to me, we we're on a trip in New Zealand, I think it was, for Nivea. Mm. And you said to me, I've realized this is what I'm going to do. I want to be a coach. And you were just so lit up with that. So, mm. you know, you were still working full time doing all of that. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's a way that you can weave that in, even if you've got existing commitments that you can't pursue whatever that is full-time and I did I did weave that in and I also remember that there was this little voice in the back of my head that was helping me to see that the future mother that I wanted to be was only going to be possible if I started my own business as well so there were layers to it and even though I wasn't even close to having a child there was this little you know I don't know how to describe it, this little nudge kind of saying this is where you need to go because this is the kind of parent that you want to be and you do need to go off and do your own thing. So Yeah, love. Honour those feelings, I guess. That's an important thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other element that I hear in what you're saying as well is you you have to look after how you feel in your working 
day-to-day life and in your parenting day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So I hear that you've kind of set up a way that looks after Lexi and she's cared for and she's in an environment that makes her feel really safe and happy and that you're happy with and mm-hmm. it gives you the space to do your work as well, but that you're maximizing that time as much as possible because it is just you. I know you have a team, mm. but essentially it is just you. Yeah. So that it's also important that you are paying attention to how do I make this work as best as I possibly can. You're paying attention mm. to that question. Yeah, yeah. God, you summarized that so much better than how I said it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I did. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you've got that beautiful accent. It's very easy to get lost just listening to you. And then, oh, oh, you're wait. sweet. Thank you. What was that that she just said? So if we were to go down that pathway a little bit more, how do you show up for business and then your beautiful baby and your other relationships and yourself? How do you do, I know you talk about this a lot, how do you do the blend in a way that is supportive and nourishing and not depleting and exhausting? Because there is this theory and this idea out there that it's hard yakka for working moms. Mm. And it is tough. We get that. But you're, you're lifting the lid on this and kind of showing us that it doesn't actually have to be nearly as, quote, unquote, horrible, exhausting, painful as we've been mm. told it is. So how yeah. are you blending that in a way that and I th- honors you? Yeah, and I think the key thing, and I just want to explain explain briefly why I do say the blend, because the second I was pregnant uh, or when I just had Lexi, immediately people started to ask me, so how are you managing the juggle? Mm-hmm. And no one has ever, my husband also has his own business, and no one has ever asked him how he finds the juggle. And it just it drives me absolutely crazy because as women, like most, if I, if I survey a room, so for example, I was speaking to a group of 150 women on the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago, and I asked the women in the room, who here can juggle? And not one woman put up her hand. <laughs> and, and yet we all expect to be able to juggle as soon as you know we birth this baby and we go back to work. It just drives me crazy because we're setting ourselves up for success, for, for failure. And Michelle Obama wrote in her book, Becoming. Have you read her book? Mm, no, one book I haven't actually been called to oh, read yet. Interesting. Oh, sure. It's so good. It's so good. And, and she said in the book that failure is a feeling before it ever becomes a reality. And I think when you've got women out there, you know, doing the battle, trying to do the juggle every single day, and they're just setting themselves up for failure because they can't juggle. And yet, mm. they, you know, and I, I think it's it does come down to just semantics, but I think when we reframe something in our head, and that's why I talk about the blend and not the juggle, because for me, just the idea of juggling Lexi and my precious business, you know, my precious daughter, it just, it just stresses me out no end. So for me, the blend works a lot better for me. And, and for example, you know, normally Thursday is my day with Lexi, but last Thursday was my book launch. So she was with her nanny. She was, she was with either her daycare or she was in that with her nanny five days last week. And this week's week, I'm going to have my Lexi day, but next week I'm going to Canberra for a speaking gig. So she's going to be with her nanny two days again next week. So, I think for me, rather than berating myself going, oh, I'm not going to get my day with her. It's Well, it's just more of a business blend mm. this week. And, I, you know, next week I'll have more time with her. So I think for me, it's just, first of all, putting the right labels on it. So not setting myself up to fail by calling it a juggle and instead thinking about it as, as a blend. And, and I think also just trying to trust that I'm doing the best that I can. I think it's very easy to feel guilty for all the ways that we feel like we're failing. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not one of these moms who goes to, the craft store and spends hours making stacks at a toilet roll. Neither. Middles, you know, and I, and I look at some women like that and I'm like, God, I wish I was crafty. And I'm just not, 
you know, I'm not, I love going out for a baby Chino with Lexi. I love going for long walks with her, going swimming, baking with her, cooking, you know, I love all that, but I'm, I'm not someone who's going to get on the floor and start messing around with craft paper. I just, just the thought of that just makes my skin crawl. I just, it's not my thing (laughs) at all, but there's other things that are. So I think it's, yeah, just trying to accept that we're all doing the best that we can. And And with the skills that we have. that the skills that we have, and also, and something I actually touched on in my mum guilt chapter in the book, was our children chose us. And my friend Peter Kelly said this to me. I was going, I was running a retreat in Bali last year, and I was going away for 10 days when Lexi was 18 months old. It was the longest I'd left her for. And I was, as much as I pride myself on not feeling the mum guilt, I was, I was feeling it big time over leaving her for 10 days. And Peter said to me, you know, she chose you. She knew the work that you were here to do and how you were going to do it, and she still chose you. And mm-hmm. I remember that just giving me such a sense of peace that, oh, of course, you know, we all, as as challenging as our parents can be sometimes, we still did choose them because they're teaching us the lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime. So I think for me, just remembering that Lexi did chose, choose me and she chose Wade and this is the the kind of crazy household that she decided to join um, and that we're all on this journey together. I think that, that helps me a lot as well. Mm, definitely. And whatever she's learning from you, simply you know, by osmosis, just absorbing, that is shaping her and potentially influencing her future in some way that mm. is unseen at the moment. And that's just so special. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what she'll think of our choices when she's older. Yeah. I'm we'll sure see. there's going to come a period of time when she's like, you left me for 10 days. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Try me a river. <laughs> you know, I actually had a session with one of my mentors. I've, I've featured her on the podcast before. Her name's Marianne C., And we were doing some work where she was going back and forth between the children and me. So intuitively tuning into and talking to them and doing the same with me. Mm, And every time she would, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's amazing. And every time she would go to them, she would come back and the same message was coming through from both of them repeatedly. And that was in a nutshell, and I'm summarizing and ad-libbing here, but it was, mom, you do you. Can you just do you a bit more? Can you just put your oxygen mask on first can you look after you please can you do what you want to do please and it was like whoa these kids really know what self-care is all about because they understand that they're not okay if we're not okay and we're not happy and we're not lit up and just a sense of permission that would give you to to do go do you yeah and it was incredible it was like ah, I'm actually suffocating them with my love I didn't realize that was possible (laughs) I didn't realize that it was possible for them to not grow because my love is too much in their face it's like they they need space to expand and they have that space when we provide that space by being in our own space yeah so what, what changes did you make as a result of that it all just came down to my energy and it all just came down to how I'm Holding space for myself, you know, mm. and the conversation and the language that I use in talking to them about certain things or the energy that I hold when I'm going off to do my work or going to a workshop that I'm hosting, it all came just down to the reframe, the words in my head, the language that I chose to use with them. Very simple changes, but changes that were dramatic mm. changes that were very You know, the first thing I'm going to be doing is looking her up now and trying to book a session. <laughs> That sounds fascinating. She's incredible. She's incredible. So it's just an an interesting thing that you've shared that with us because 
she needs you to shine your children mm. our children they need us to shine as we are because that's how they have permission to shine it's so cliche yes. but it's so true and yes. you don't really get yes. it until you're in it it's the marianne williamson quote isn't it yeah. yeah it's gold and i didn't get that for years for years mm. i didn't get it it's like yeah and then i've got two children sending messages to me telepathically that it you know back off mum. do you yeah because when you don't do you we feel the effect of that yeah yeah wow that's really powerful yeah it's huge so I 100% resonate with what you've just said Mm. really do so I'm going to dial back for a second because there's something that I wanted to ask before and I didn't get to it when you were in that stage of preparing for becoming a mama and you were in your beautiful OCD state of planning and structuring and stressing yourself out (laughs) I love it I love it because it just I didn't even have the chance to, to do that I got pregnant accidentally the first time and it was like oh shit Mm. and I think I would have done exactly what you did if I was in that planning stage so I completely get it but in that state what was your biggest fear around entering motherhood and I'm asking that I would lose my drive Uh ah okay yeah that was a really big one because I feel like and it was obviously stories I was tuning into that there was women who maybe they were high powered corporate women or they're running their businesses and they would have a baby and then all of a sudden it was just like they just, not that they dropped off the face of the earth, but they they seemed to really dial back on what they were setting out to do in the world. Mm. And so that was a big fear of mine, for sure. And can you comment on that fear now from the perspective and the seat that you're in now? Yes. I've actually written about this in the book. <clears throat> I think I did lose my drive in a way, but I lost my drive for the... So my plan with my first business was always take a global, uh, build it to be, you know, X amount of multi-million dollars of revenue a year, then sell out to a big media, a multinational media company and and then do my earn out for two or three years and then I can go write and speak and mentor full time. So that was always the game plan. And and I think a lot of that plan was very ego driven and it was, you know, what what's going to look good. Mm. And not, and I wasn't consciously thinking that at the time, but looking back now, you know, I was, is very much measuring that success in terms of extrinsic or, I guess, inverted commas, what the the standard measures of success are. Mm-hmm. And and then when I had Lexi, I think yeah, it came back down to more my ROI in my life and you know my hours away from her and what what was going to feel like it was most valuable. And for me, I had a call this morning with one of my mentees and. We, we started working together three months ago and she was in a pretty crappy spot with her business and just very demotivated and so on. And she's introduced this whole new part of her business over the work we've done over the last three months. And she's just filled a full program of her first coaching program. And she was so excited. And we were meant to speak for an hour on the phone this morning. And after 35 minutes, I was like, look, you don't even need me today. Let's just talk again in a couple of weeks time. And we got off the phone. So, I mean, for that, for me, that's just, there's such ROI in that. And it's a different type of drive, if that makes sense. It's a more drive that's aligned with what was I put on this earth to do rather than how many column inches can I get for my business this year? I'm so glad you just said that because I was just scribbling away while you were writing and I was thinking perhaps we need to reframe the concept of drive Mm. in light of motherhood because it's not that you lose your drive. It's just that everything gets reframed and reprioritized mm. and the lens in which you look at your life changes, doesn't it? Yeah. And you're yeah, looking at it, it really does. through 
exactly what you just said. What am I here to do on this earth? It's like if I'm going to do something around my child who is the bee's knees and the greatest gift ever, if I'm going to spend even a second away, I need this to be completely in alignment, this work that I'm doing. Mm. So it doesn't sound like losing drive. it. It sounds like realigning, reprioritizing, reframing getting right down to the center, you know, right down to that juicy Mm. core of who you are. Yeah. And, you know, also, Claire, in the the past, you know, I could be, I mean, I'm not necessarily a late night worker, but I could be in the office at 7 a.m. in the morning and and be there till 6 p.m. and, you know, probably have about 50 hours of solid working time a week, whether that was going to meetings or writing a book or whatever I was doing. And just that the fact is my, my time now to spend on my business is dramatically reduced. And so also my my energy and I find my work energizing, but this and Michelle Obama actually wrote about this in her book as well. There's a certain, you need to reserve, almost keep a certain amount of energy in reserve for your home life. When mm-hmm. you have a child, you can't just, you know, go solid for six days and then just crash out for the weekend and not speak to anyone. You know, you don't, you don't have that opportunity, not that opportunity. It's not an option anymore. So I think that's the thing as well. It's like any work that we, as a, for me personally, anyway, the work that I do with, it needs to happen in shorter amount of time and probably with a bit less energy as well Mm, and less focus. Yeah, and it's not fair to our children to have nothing left for them. Mm. So, yes, they want us to Well, it's just not even an option, yeah. Yeah, it's not with my children. My God, they're so intense. Yeah. (laughs) God love them. So, yeah, I'm just thinking that it would be really beautiful for this conversation to keep spreading out into the world because for you to be concerned about losing your drive that's obviously a story that you picked up as you said and that's a story that I heard many many times too and I think that's a legitimate fear to have because it's one that's fed to us you're going to lose your body you're going to lose your drive you're going to lose this you're going to lose everything but it's not Mm. a loss is it it's just a continuous reframe reshuffle readjustment and actually it becomes more potent because it's laser focused isn't it yeah that's exactly it so true Mm, thank you for sharing that I really appreciate that insight so now that you're here doing this blend business life at home with your beautiful girl and your husband what does motherhood and work life now mean to you hmm I think work life is purpose. It's a, you know, what, what's the work I was here to do and put it here to do. And I, I feel like it's the work I'm doing now. And I think motherhood, it's just joy. Mm. It's just that, yeah, just total joy and just the marvel that she is, you know, getting, she's just learned now to say the, all the words to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And she was just singing it, walking around the house when she got off from daycare tonight. And it's just like, oh. Like you're singing. Like I just looked at her on Sunday and she just looked like a big girl for the mm, first time. Mm. She's wearing her little tights and her little Mary Janes and her little dress. And I was like, oh, you're actually like a little girl now. And and we're actually, we can talk. You know, we can actually have conversations now. Like she'll tell me about her day. It's like, oh, this is so cool. You know, it's so cool. Um, Gosh, so wait, wait yeah, till she starts cracking joy. jokes with you. That's when I was like, really? whoa. You've got <laughs> a... She calls me a silly billy now and she just thinks it's the funniest thing oh, in so the cute. world. When she, mama CB. Oh, it's hilarious. Bless her. She's, She's very so funny. Cute. <laughs> well, I was just lying in bed before with Soleil putting her to sleep and I'd close my eyes and I would open them and she'd be staring at me. And we would just end up in fits of laughter because I'm like, Soleil, close your eyes, go to sleep. And she's like, I can't, mummy, it's just too 
funny to stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there's just, yeah, a there's a lovely simplicity to life, mm. but then also a crazy complexity as well. It's that juxtaposition, I, I think. I agree. I agree. So before we wrap up here, words of wisdom that you might have for mothers out there attempting to have a family, start a business, work their career, any little nugget that you just want to share here for all these mamas out there starting to even think about the blend if they haven't already started it? I think probably a couple of things. I would say you do you. Mm. You know, it's so important that we each do do what's best, what we feel is best for our families and our our careers and and also not to be afraid if that needs to change you know not to get so hung up on well this is the way it's done being being flexible to go with that flow and 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 change things as they need to be changed and I think the other really vital thing as well is just to find that tribe you know find those people who not that they're going to tell you you're right all the time but who validate you and your choices because I know from working with some of my mentees when they had a baby and they rocked up with their first mother's group and all the other women were taking a year off and you know, my mentee had to go out and, and answer a call from a client because it's their it's their business and there was no one else to do it for them. So I think it's it's finding those people, even if it's just one person who gets it, who's on this, a similar journey, not the same journey, but a similar journey to you. I think that's really, really important yeah. um, because it just it, it's those people who just they, they get it. They've got your back. You've got theirs and you don't have to explain everything to the nth degree with them. I think that's really key. Oh, I love that. That's really awesome. And it actually reminded me of a conversation I had with somebody, a playgroup, with second child, so I'm a lot, a lot more relaxed and Rafi's just off doing his thing and he's much more grounded in his energy so he's content to play on his own. And when he does that, I'll just sit, you know, sit down in a chair in the sun and check my emails or answer anything from clients and sip on my tea. And I remember a mother casually saying to me one day, oh, every time I see you, you're always looking on your phone. And I said, oh yeah, I'm checking, my, I'm checking my work emails. And she said, oh, oh, okay. And she kind of gave me this look like, no, yeah, like that's a bit odd, you know, you hear a playgroup. And I thought, I, I completely get it. I completely get it. Maybe you're on full-time maternity leave. It, that's cool. But it never really stops and starts for me. So thank yeah. you. Oh, my God, how judgy. I don't know if she was judgy. I think she was just surprised to consider that, I don't know. I think I think what you said. She was she was in such a maybe a, a tribe that was so similar to her that mm. it was a surprise to consider something else. It felt more like yeah. that. Like she was genuinely just a bit confused, like taken aback. Wow. Yeah. So I found that interesting. So yes, I agree. You've got to find those people that, like you said, validate your choices at least. Yeah, and not and as I said, it's not said so they're always going to tell you they're right. They'll challenge you, but they 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 get why you're making the choices that you're making. Mm. I like that. It's good to be challenged too. Mm. So considering that this podcast is obviously all about the journey of awakening through motherhood, yes. what would you say has been your biggest, almost key awakening since you've had Lexi? And I guess it's in relation to business perhaps as well, but what is that thing for you, that aha moment or that, wow, I've really woken up here? Um, just how much I love being a mother. You know, everything from being pregnant to birth to, yeah, being being a mother. I just love it. I didn't I didn't realize I had that in me. I come from a very big Irish family. So, I had, yeah, I was the eldest of probably 40 cousins. So I'm very used oh, to wow. kids and babies. Yeah, it was, it's hectic. <laughs> but 
but then I, I, and I, I mean, I'm very comfortable with kids and I was the, the resident babysitter for several children, but, um, I didn't realize how much I would love being a mother. Like I really love it. Like I love it. Hmm. Is and, that, is that because think, you didn't think that you would be good at it, like it? Did you actually have a belief around that? I didn't expect myself to be just to enjoy it so much. I just think it's, I mean, obviously it's challenging, but it's, it's just, yeah, so much fun as well. And I think I've discovered in myself a playfulness that I didn't think I had. You know, I, I, I would border, I think, on the more serious end of the spectrum, as would Wade. And I think just, you know, seeing him playing with her, you know, and, and, and me playing with her, it's just so fun. You know, it's very leveling and, and playful. And I think it, there's a lightness there that I didn't expect to have from motherhood. That's beautiful. Mm. Well, that's a pretty special moment of awakening moments yes continuous moment of awakening I love that yeah (laughs) and continuing on from here my final question for you is what does being woke mean to you what what is that for you now that you're at this point in your journey I think it's being and I think you started by mentioning something like this it's being tuned into those soul whispers and yeah almost like intuitive feeling that I'm on the right path. And I have to say, I found that more difficult to do since Lexi came along mm. because I think before she came, I we used to go for long walks and yoga. And there, there was a lot, there was a certain leisurely pace to life that I, isn't the case now. Um, so I find that for me being woke, it's, it's about trying to tune in as much as I can to those soul whispers because yeah, I do find, because life is fuller, you know, there's a lot more going on and, the time just to kind of lose yourself in your own daydreams is sometimes non-existent on certain days. So, yeah, I think for me it's it's making a very conscious effort to tune into what my higher self or my soul is telling me hmm. um, and trying to act on that. And, yeah, that is definitely more challenging since I became a mother. Oh, sure. my God, yes. Yes, totally. I agree. The space mm. is different, isn't it? So it makes it a little mm. harder to hear hear that soul whisper. But yeah, if you, it's almost like there's more noise. There's more background noise. It's yeah, harder to hear it. Yeah, but even more so, that just inspires me to keep working on staying connected to that because it's still mm. there, isn't it? It just needs to have. It just needs to have some time, space, opportunity to to be heard. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, and it's yeah. How do you how do you engineer that as much as possible, while still being you know, and and that's the. It's funny, it's not engineer isn't the right word, is it? It's more how do you create the space for that to happen? So no, for me, it's the morning like routine. The that's that's what needs to happen. I love the word. I love the word. I'm just thinking <laughs> about it. And I just got the image of, you know, most of, most of my morning meditation and tapping sessions, I have one or both children on top of me. Oh, do you? Wow, I couldn't, couldn't do. Yeah. Um, but I've had, to, I've had to change. You know, I've had, mm. to, I've had to shift my perception of what my um, time of peace or my inner connection time or my solitude or my consciousness time looks like because yeah. it, it's impossible to do it the way that it used to. And yeah. so I need to change that. So I've had to just incorporate it into my life with them and they just sit there and watch along or tug at me or pull up my phone or whatever it is, but I make it happen. Yeah, and that's amazing, Claire. Good on you. Eleanor Roosevelt actually wrote about this in her memoirs that one of the biggest skills that she learned being a mother and, and an author, she she was an incredible one, 
And she said the biggest thing was just to learn to be able to work regardless of what's going on around you. Because she said you can always find an excuse to get distracted by something. Mm. And she said that's the biggest thing. And I, I really remember her saying that. I was like, yeah, that's so true. Because we can, yeah, we could always find excuses too. Because something's going on in the background. But yeah, she, I think they should four kids, I think. Four or five kids. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm done just, too. yeah, learning to be able to work. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping at it too. Yeah, I'm tapping at it too. But I, I, I get that because I think for the first two years I didn't do yoga as much because I couldn't do it in the way that I wanted to do it. And then I mm. had this epiphany of, like, well, then you'll never do yoga ever again, Claire, because this is ridiculous. So yes. now the kids know, both children, they know where my yoga mat is. So when I say mama's going to do yoga, they roll it out for me because oh, it's, it has to be incorporated into my life with them. Otherwise it yeah. won't happen. Yeah. Lexi started saying yoga yesterday, actually. Where's mama going? She's like, yoga. I was like, you're so cute. Oh, these kids, they're <laughs> exposed to so many awesome things at such a young age. I mean, my daughter knows what tapping is, what meditation is, what yoga oh. is. Like crystals, she pulls out my oracle cards and she shuffles and she pulls a card for me. Like it's just fascinating. Oh, magic. It's fascinating. They're life skills, you know. That's so cool. They are life skills. Beautiful, Lorraine. I always love talking to you. I love oh, thank you. your perspective, your insight, your wisdom, the brand of remarkability that you put out into the yeah. world. It's just <laughs> incredible. And I'm really excited for the world to get their hands onto this book and to, I guess, experience the next part of your journey and to download the wisdom that you've, you have from that. And as you said, everyone has to do it themselves in their own way and, and follow their own path. But I think what you share always adds value. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that you've given us this time to chat to as well. Thank you so much. So good to talk to you. And yeah, I can't wait to listen to the interview. Did you love that conversation? I hope that you did. Isn't Lorraine just incredible? She's such an inspiration. She's running these incredible businesses, writing books and juggling, let's rephrase that, blending all of that with life with a baby and being an awesome mother too. I hope that you got something out of that, especially the lessons around surrender and unplanning and going with the flow and what it means to blend our passions and our careers and our life and doing the work that lights us up and how to do that with our families alongside. I think that's really inspiring, really incredible to hear how other people do it. And Lorraine is somebody that I have always loved and admired and respected and I know that she knows what she's talking about. And I also love how real she is with all of it. So I highly recommend that you also go back to episode 17 from the Wellness Project podcast, which is actually still just part of the One Work Mama podcast on iTunes or on clairobade.com slash podcast. There we dive into more detail as to how to blend business with baby. So definitely a must listen. Please give Lorraine a shout out on social media. Please share this to your other mama friends, even mamas who are not yet working or women who are not yet mamas. And please do hit me up on iTunes with your five-star review and your feedback and your comments also welcome on Instagram too. You know I love to hear from you and I love to hear how these episodes have landed for you. Okay, so it's time for me to love you and leave you and I'll be checking back in with you next week for the next episode of One Work Mama. But until then, as always, 
remembering that I am just one mama on the path to work and I hope that you choose to wake up with me too. Sending love and light your way. Quick reminder to head over to claireobeyed.com slash love. that's O-M-M-A-M-A-L-O-V-E, to get your hands on my meditation bundle that includes 12 meditations designed to support you through your motherhood journey, plus 12 affirmation cards, all bundled up for just $49, professionally recorded and produced meditations. You're absolutely going to love this package. These are super beautiful and very supportive meditations. And they're short and sweet and powerful. They pack a punch. So check it out.